Is it inbounds? Yes! Touchdown, Titans! Johnny Smith tips it to himself! What a play! Fumbles, ball is loose, there's a fight for it. Titan ball! Casey got it out! And Big Jeff, at the bottom of the pile, starts wrestling a raven, and he wins! Welcome to Titans Beat on the Say It Again Network. Alongside Anna Lewis, I'm Joe Lemming, and we are here for our first off-season edition of Titans Beat after the Titans get ousted at home by the Baltimore Ravens. It is now time to look forward to what is sure to be a exciting off-season. Yeah. Yeah, this should be... It's exciting because it's so important and if they mess it up we go back to a not very good football team so um there's a lot of a lot of guys going into free agency there's two coordinator positions open um just a lot going on that should not worry titans fans but just like be watching it there's gonna be a lot of important news which we are going to bring to you of course but there's going to be a lot of stuff going on um, until, you know, kickoff in the fall. So how, how are you feeling? I'm a little apprehensive. I'm, I'm really worried. Just due to the after effects of COVID coming at a time where we really have one of the most important free agencies in team history coming up this offseason as far as talent that we have going out and what we need to replace and problems from last year. And on top of that, having to find two coordinators all in the same offseason, there's a lot going on. And I'm sure John Robinson's got to be just every single day stressed trying to figure out what he's going to do. And the the season hasn't even ended yet. We haven't even hit the Super Bowl. (laughs) I mean, they're they're down at the Reese's Senior Bowl right now. So watching all the guys coming out for the draft, which is cool. But I saw they were there this afternoon. Um, so his, <laughs> when we all get sad because there's no football, uh, John Robinson is working 24 seven. So, <laughs> um, but I think I would like to start, let's just briefly, you know, talk about our thoughts about specifically the Ravens game or just the, the season in general. And was it successful? Was it not? Um, where do you stand there? So the season as a whole, I'm, I'm going to count it as a success. I mean, from the preseason going into the season, you're like, okay, this is a team that might be able to run it back. But then once you kind of saw the glaring issues on defense, you kind of deep it down in the back of your mind, you knew this may not be a Super Bowl contending team. So to still come out and win 11 games and have the top three offense in the league, have Derrick Henry, 2,000-yard rusher, win back-to-back rushing titles, First division title since 2012. I mean, no, that's not right. That's not right at all. 20... 2000, 2008. 2008, yep, because it was 12 years ago. Yeah, bad math. Um, So first division <laughs> title since 2008. There's a lot of things that we got to see that we haven't, you know, that I consider a win. But yeah, the way that the season ended, I think we lost to a team that had no right beating us, but I think just due to the history behind it, it's just we had everything to lose, they had everything to gain. Exactly. It was like us last year. 
um, just going through New England and Baltimore the way we did. That's exactly what the Ravens did to us. We weren't sitting, you know, that much of a loftier position, but but, um, it it definitely was. It's like I know you were there. I was there. And um, it was really you could feel the energy just completely gone because it felt like every time that the defense made a stop or made a really big play, the offense couldn't answer. And it's what we weren't used to. We were used to being disappointed in the defense and really, really excited about the offense. And I was sitting there going, we had three sacks in the first half. Like that was crazy. Um, So it was, I don't know, not emotional is the wrong word, but um, we'll use emotional. It was an emotional day for fans because we got thrown into a situation where we all wanted to beat the Ravens more than anything. That rivalry just always stings. And if you're, if you're a Titans fan that just came on this year, or if you are a fan of the franchise since they arrived in Nashville, um, you know how much we hate the Ravens. So that sucked. And then knowing that that was probably Art's last game and it felt like he made some really bad decisions Fourth and two, I mean, all that stuff just was really, really frustrating. Um, so, I know I I am very apprehensive about the offseason for the things you were just talking about. So, do you want to go into maybe some of the COVID implications on this season as far as salary cap and what, what that has done to ours? Well, just before we move on from, from this season and what I think was the downfall, you're right. Our defense played great against the Ravens, but I think we're ultimately where we couldn't overcome our lumps was on the offensive line. So all season it was an issue, but we were able to, you know, make do with what we had. And it was just apparent with that last uh, injury to Roger Saffold that the left side of our line was just absolutely decimated. We were losing the battle at the line of scrimmage. Guys were getting to Derek in the backfield. Derek couldn't get going. And Tannehill had no time to really let the routes develop, especially with Corey Davis being out. I mean, we were relying on Khalif Raymond as our wide receiver, too, for most of that playoff game. And I I think that's just where we lost, was the line of scrimmage was lost because of the injuries to the offensive line. Obviously, without Taylor Lewan all season, you know, all the money on your offensive line was gone. In the playoff yeah. game, essentially. But um, yeah, talking about the tough. implications uh, on the COVID and the salary cap. So, per sports track right now, we're projected to have almost negative $9 million in, in cap space for next season. So, I'm sure with all the teams that are in cap space trouble right now, I think the NFL is going to have to come out and do something. Because the way it sits right now, you've got 12 teams that are in the negative for cap space going into next season. And there's just no way that you can maintain an NFL roster or keep a fair advantage, I guess is a better word for saying. If, like, for example, the Saints have negative $105 million projected going into next season. That's an entire team. Yeah. Like, how could you expect a team to cut $105 million in cap and keep a roster that's competitive. So this is unprecedented, but as it sits right now, I see two alternatives to maybe freeing up some cap space. Is I think Adam Humphreys is gone. I He's yeah. not been what we paid for since we got him in free agency. And I hate to say it, but Taylor Lawan, you got to help us out, bro. 
You got to restructure the contract. We don't not get rid of him, but he's got to help us out. He's got to restructure that contract. Since he's gotten that money, got suspended, PEDs, and then he can't help that his ACL gave out this year, but it did. And so we've we've paid him to be one of the highest paid left tackles in the league, and right now it's got us in a bad spot, and we've not gotten much for it. Yeah, that's true. Um, the big, obviously the big issues to address are on the defensive side of the ball. And I was talking and I went on one of the Say It Again's podcasts. It was, um, crap, the Beer and Sports podcast. Um, we chatted last week a little bit about this, but, um, there needs to be some continuity in the defense. And from year to year, it feels like it's the past few years gone up and down with who's on the roster, who's playing where and all that. So, um, in my opinion, that's probably because my background, the first thing that needs to be addressed is getting some continuity there. So that would mean keeping Jay on Brown. That would mean considering keeping King, depending on what his price would be. Um, and, and looking at spending a lot of money back there again, um, I will say if Clowney comes with a reasonable team favoring contract, I take him back too. Oh, most definitely. I mean, you saw flashes of why we got him. I mean, yeah. we're having little to no time with the team in the offseason. He was getting in the backfield making plays. And, I mean, I think if the rest of the team would have been up to speed like they were towards the end of the season, it would have been a really disruptive defensive line. But what we're going to have playing in our favor is that being that we're not the only team in cap trouble, is you're going to see a lot of guys signing to team-friendly one-year deals, I think. Or you're going to see teams like the Jacksonville Jaguars and Indianapolis Colts, who have $70 million in cap space, somehow get really freaking good. So it's going to be super interesting to see what happens. Yeah, that it just made me more anxious for the offseason. I didn't realize both of them had so much. Because um, that's, that's a big Top deal. Top two in the league. I'm not worried about Houston for the foreseeable future. Um, so Indy and Jacksonville are the, the next two up. And I don't know what Indianapolis is going to do as far as a quarterback. I've seen a lot of Matthew Stafford rumors. Um, and then with Jacksonville, I, I don't know how I feel about that either. I think it would be fine, actually. But if Trevor Lawrence is who everyone thinks he's going to be, that's a problem. So I don't love that they have that much money to spend on top of that. Would you believe me if I told you that the Texans were in a worse position than we were? Yes, I would believe you. That <laughs> that man walked out of the Texans building, lit a match, and said, I'm out. Like now, I'm also just talking from a Caps perspective. They're minus $17 oh. million dollars in Cap. No. So, yeah, so, but, I mean, if – and it seems like we've seen the last of Deshaun Watson in Houston. So, if they trade him – I'm sure that's probably going to get them right above water with Cap because he's one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in the league. But, again, they're still not in a good position. The Colts scare me. The Colts really, really scare me because they're already a good football team. If they get Matthew Stafford, oh, my goodness. Yeah, they're going to be a problem. But Jacksonville, um, I want to see what Urban Meyer does. I, I really am curious because transitioning from college – to the NFL, especially going right into a head coaching role, is just not that common. And I feel yeah. like Urban Meyer's a guy that can't handle losing very well. 
So if they don't see immediate success, I think you're going to see more turmoil in the locker room. But, I mean, that's all really just speculation. You don't know who their quarterback's going to be. You know they've got, you know, Chark at wide receiver, and they've got Robinson at running back. So, I mean, they've got some guys at the skill position. So if they do take uh, Trevor Lawrence number one overall, it will be interesting to see what they build around him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested to see him in a position that he can he can do well, to see if he does do well. Um, so definitely, I didn't even think about how, like obviously for us, it's an important offseason, but for almost every single one of our divisional opponents, it's important for them too. Like, same level, really. So um, let's just real quick, so that people can kind of get an idea of where we stand on certain players. I've got the list of um, free agents from the Titans, and there's 29 of them. And I want you to say pass or keep, and we're just going to run through it real quick. Okay, Clowney. Keep. Jones. You're going to hate me for this, but I'm going to go pass. Okay. Corey Davis. Want to keep, but it has to be the right money. Yeah, I actually say pass. I don't feel like he showed up until the year that he was up on his contract, so uh, that doesn't sit right with me. Goskowski. Pass. <laughs> Same. Michael Pruitt. Pass. Really? I feel like he will be a cheap, good tight end. I, I think he's replaceable. I do, too. And that's why he'd be cheap. But. All right. Um, how about your guy, Sam Braylove? Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Jack Crawford? Keep. Really? Yeah. Good depth. I mean, he, he's he's made plays when healthy. Except he towards the end of the season when we were getting thin, he, he made plays. True, true. There's a couple guys in the draft I'm interested in at um, tackle, so I it would, for my plan to work, we'd have to go to a true 4-3 and have Jeff playing a three-tech. But if we did that, then I've definitely got some guys in the SEC that I think would be a great fit here. I just don't know if they'll fall to us. But uh, Will Compton. I love the boy, but <laughs> with the money situation, i got to pass. <laughs> Marshall Newhouse. Pass. Yep. Uh, Nick, I can never say his last name. Zuber. Pass. Yeah. Chris Milton. Pass. Jeff Swain. I'm gonna keep our our entire tight end room is on the is, is on, a, yeah. yeah. Um Cinerys Perry. Uh pass. Darren Bates. I hate it for pass. my boy easy, but it's time to pass. Matt Overton. Keep Ty Smith. Uh, Ty Ty has done enough for me, at least on special teams, to keep him on the roster. Okay. I say keep as well. Johnu Smith. Keep. Yep. Same. Anthony Ferkser. Keep. That's my boy. So you want to keep the most... No, so you say let Michael go, but keep Jeff, Johnu, and Anthony Ferkser. Mm -hmm. That's your one and two, right? Yeah, if you and then can. Then you got Swaim as your number three. Yeah, if they can all make it, I it just the money. The money is what. But I think you have to keep 
at least Fraser and Janu. See, that's what um, I'm saying, though, because even to keep one of these people, something's got to happen with the cap because we have no money. Yeah. Right now, we can't keep any of these people, and we still have no money. So, I, it, <laughs> so I don't know. What, what is our roster sitting? Like, how many guys do we actually have right now? <laughs> it's, like, got to be obscenely low. Right. Um, Khalif Raymond. Pass. Bye-bye. Deontay Foreman. Pass. Breon Borders. Bye. Yeah. Wyatt Ray. Bye-bye. Desmond King. Eat. Jayon Brown. Let's come back to that one. Okay. Um, Jamil Douglas. Pass. Matt Dickerson. Pass. Nick Westbrook. Pass. I went to school with him. Hilarious. Um, college. But Joshua Kalu. Keep. Really? He's special teams. He's again? an energy. He's an energy guy on special teams. Like yeah. if, after he got that block against Kansas City two years ago, he seems to always be that guy on field goal blocks that's trying to time the snap and block it. And I mean that's that's crucial. He brings energy to our our field goal blocks. Yeah, that's fair. The last one was blasting game. If we use him, I would keep him. Like, not this year, but last year, we used him in the running game. We used him in the passing game. And he, he did decent when his number got called. But we didn't use yeah. him this year. And if, if we're not going to use him, I mean, I'm a bandy guy through and through. But right. if we're not going to use him, it's, it's a waste of the roster spot. Yeah, I agree. Um, so let's go back to Jayon. So I, I'm conflicted. I love Jayon Brown. I think he's a great locker room personality. But for some reason, ever since we got rid of Woodyard, there's been something lacking with our linebackers. And I, I don't know. For what the money I feel like he's going to command, I don't know if it's worth it. Because you got to think, after this year, I believe you got Rashawn Evans coming up. Mm-hmm. And... If you commit to Jayon now, are you going to be able to commit to Rashawn Evans next year? Right. Granted, you can probably. take his fifth-year <laughs> option. It's just I don't know if the production we've gotten out of him. And I, it's hard with this year being the most recent taste on your mouth because our linebackers look lost for a lot of this season. You didn't see they them did. making a lot of plays. And so it's hard to judge because you want to look back at the past couple years where, man, Jayon was a beast. Yeah. So for me, it's the same thing as Corey Davis, except the opposite. So what you just said, Jayon looked great in years prior. And I would argue he still looked really good this year. He's top five coverage linebackers in the NFL, in my opinion. He's very, very good at that. And that's a hard skill to have um, at that size. So how you said this year wasn't a lot. Because our linebackers looked lost. Well, with Corey Davis, is the opposite. He was not productive for past years. And then this year he was, and now everybody wants to keep him because of one good year. You know how I feel about one good year. I, want, I do want to talk about Corey Davis a little bit. I was out. when I was on the train that not taking his fifth-year option was smart. He wasn't living up to a fifth-round pick. I mean, fifth overall pick. But... 
this was his first full offseason with Ryan Tannehill. And is it a coincidence that it was his contract year after that and he put up about 1,000 yards? I don't know. I'm also surprised that more news hasn't broke about his injury at the end of the season that got him pulled out of the playoff game. Or is it that you just had two two straight games with nothing but drops and you got benched? I don't know. I, yeah, I don't that's know. true. I forgot about that. Because he, he couldn't catch a cold in Houston, which he would have easily broken 1,000 yards on the season. And then he had, what, two drops in the playoff game, and that's when he went off the field because he wasn't good to go. Like I'm pretty sure he was a full participant in practice all week. He never even had a rest day. Yeah, yeah, so, he was. Because I remember thinking that was really abnormal. So uh, something something doesn't seem right there. I don't know if... If you can get him for around the $6 million range, which I think is about what he's worth, 6 to 7 I would take him back. But if he's going to go out there trying to command $10, $10 million plus, bro, you, you can you can take the risk somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. I would tend to agree with that. If his money is right, it might be worth it. But we don't know what that potential injury was. He is not necessarily consistent. Like, what I like about when you look at our wide receivers, I know we have a couple in um, in free agency now, but, like, A.J. has built, like, from his rookie year. He has done better, looks a little bit more disciplined. He's looking more like a professional athlete than a college player. And, I mean, he's, he's a pro bowler now. So um, you have him on a steady incline. And to me, Corey Davis is like a – like a heartbeat almost. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I don't even know if at six I would want him, but I know you can't really go for but, much less than that. But then you got to look at it. Okay, who else are you going to bring in? Because that's valid. Adam Humphreys. I mean, he's not worth the money, and he's not made plays. Khalif Raymond, going to be gone. I mean, you have yeah. You won't even have a wide receiver too at that point. That's true. Well. I don't know. <laughs> like the more I think about this, the more stressed out I get. I know. Like we're 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 in for quite the off season, and I think the the only way that we find because we're gonna have to build defense through the draft. I don't think we're gonna be able to fix the defense through free agency. That's just my my guess. I think there's too much that we need to. And I prefer not to fix it off free agency because it's more expensive and in my opinion i it's not more risky but it's just as risky because sometimes great players look great in certain schemes and if you don't have something similar that makes a difference also some players chill out after they get paid (laughs) so i don't love that avenue especially for um, our edge rusher but um And there's a lot of good D-line talent coming out, but we definitely need some secondary guys because that's that's definitely an area of concern for me. (laughs) Adoree, we're looking at you, bro. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He had such a bad game. And I was so frustrated because they didn't sub him out. So I'm going to eat my words because all season I said, just wait. Just wait till we get Adoree. Wait till we get fully healthy. Then I think the secondary is going to look right. Dude, he got burnt every week. Yeah. And we didn't give him help. When he was getting burnt, we were like, nah, bro, you just go ahead and get cooked. We left him out there against Devontae Adams. 
He got cooked by Marquise Brown, gave him only his second 100-yard receiving game of the season. He, he got burnt every single week. Yeah. I don't think he, he made one play. He, he got burnt in Houston. We almost lost that game because of him. Like, That's right. <clears throat> yeah, so I'm not too keen on keeping him. Um, and I don't think you'll even see us try. I mean, he's we we picked up his fifth year option, so we'll have him for at least one year, more year, so he can at least rebound. Because up until oh, last we did? year, yeah, we we took this his, is his fifth year. This coming up season will be his fifth year, so okay. he's under contract one more year. Gotcha. We took up we took his option instead of Corey's, so which at the time oh, seemed like sorry. the right idea. But. Yikes. Um. So I want to obviously you guys have noticed that Albert's on the show today. He is uh. We got some other stuff going on tonight, but we want to get an episode out to you this week, um, and then we'll have him come in and talk more about you know off season and what that movement looks like um, from his perspective. And then I want to dive into coordinators with him. I want to come more prepared for the coordinator conversation, and I want his insight on maybe people that I don't think there's anyone that he specifically worked with that are options, but he can tell style and how that impacts the locker room. Um, so that's coming up, but do you have any just overarching thoughts about the coordinator situation or you just want to leave that for, for next week? I do want to talk a little bit about Arthur Smith leaving. I know we're yeah. starting to get to the, the end here, but I'm not bitter about him leaving. I don't think that we're going to be worse because of it, but I wouldn't have been upset if he stayed. So Every single week, and we've said it, and you've seen it on Twitter, is why do we keep getting cute? Why do we keep with this cute play calling? And that's Arthur Smith. That was Arthur Smith's job. So we were a good offense with Matt LaFleur before he took over. We went, we elevated when Art got back. But I think with the right hire, I think we can be better. Yeah, I agree, because there were some very uh, decisions all season, like not that they were the worst, but just like eh, we could have done more. Um, so I had an issue with that, and then I had an issue with um, the past, like the last few games. He had some really bad decisions. So I think if you get somebody in here that really knows what they're doing um, and can really make an impact on that side of the ball, I think you do see the improvement because Tannehill has more chemistry with his receivers. Derrick Henry is getting more and more comfortable. So uh, I know I, I think this offense could potentially be better, especially with a healthy O-line as well. I want to see Derrick Henry get used better, as crazy as that sounds. I'm see. tired of the he, – he is good enough to be a three-down back. Yes. Yes. He, he may not be able to catch the ball as well as like a Christian McCaffrey or Saquon Barkley, but there's no reason why your back-to-back rushing leader can't be on the field on third down if it's more than a four-yard to go. So, and also, well, I don't even remember what game it was, but we threw that stupid pass to a fourth-string tackle for try to go for a first down. I don't even remember what game that was. I was like, I was a stupid. There's just there was just so many this season. We were like, come on, like yeah, you're a Super Bowl why? contender. Stop being cute. Yes. So yes. Anyway. We'll, we'll talk more about that next week and more of the off-season goings. But before we jump off, I don't know if you want to make a Super Bowl prediction. Oh. Kansas Brady City. versus Mahomes. Yeah, I think Kansas City has it. I this feels that... like 
the dads going out and playing against their sons in a football game. <laughs> I don't know if anybody remembers this or even watched, but the Bucks and the Chiefs already played this season. Yep. And <clears throat> Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill both had over, I think, like 200 yards in the first half of the game. So yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're going to get smacked as bad as they did before because that Tampa Bay defense is no joke. But I'm also taking the Chiefs. Yeah. AFC. We'll keep it here. <laughs> and I, I can't stand that Tampa's already getting a home Super Bowl game. That just yeah. kills me to no end. So if they're going to host it, at least they're going to lose at home. That, that's my that's my wish. True. True. Well, yeah. I, I, uh, I've enjoyed catching up with you. And we'll definitely be filling people in on more things as they happen and also get Albert's insight on some of these things as well. So be looking for some really great off season content. And I am working on a couple of interviews. So hopefully we can get through to those. Um, but I have nothing else. Joe, do you want to tell people where they can find us and go yeah, follow us? We are, we're, we are on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at SIA Titans beat. We are here for all your latest updates, and we look forward to pushing you absolutely fire content all throughout the offseason. Until next time, share with your friends, family, coworkers. We're on everywhere that you've listened to your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, like, and share, and tighten up. Tighten up. <laughs>